Hey, Grandpa, what's that? Oh, don't touch that. That's everything all the time. Careful, it bites. <laughs> to everything all the time episode 16 um i'm just gonna call it the uh one year anniversary actually because has it been officially well we yeah technically we started recording let's see it was like probably april of of last year okay and uh and then but we didn't post we didn't post the first episode till june so technically, oh, okay, it's like, yeah, yeah. but it's before the actual posting of the first episode. But it's also, uh, <laughs> it's also like post the time that we recorded. Yeah. So it's not really. It's like not officially one year, but it is because we've already passed the one year date. Yeah. So. I forgot. I forgot that we did that originally. We got a couple. Uh, we did like episodes three or four. under our belt before you yeah, posted it. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't know how to. I was like, how do I get this on iTunes and how yeah, do I figure this shit out? Yeah, that's cool. Well, anyways, you welcome back. Yeah, definitely. It's been a little while. A hiatus. Yeah, I had yeah. to. Um, I had to do soul searching, find myself, uh, sex change. <laughs> you uh, still sound the same though. I which know. Is luckily, great. that's yeah. the best part. Um, <laughs> I actually mentor people now. I'm part of the Big Brothers program. No, yeah, that's crazy. I know. If you'd listen to things I've said, you'd be like, "Why does this guy <laughs> mentor?" But it's because they're based off of my real words, not my podcast words. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work with uh, a lady who uh, had a lot of like problems not, yeah. not she wasn't like mentally retarded or anything but she had a lot of emotional <laughs> just insane like, yeah. a lot of <laughs> a lot of like marital issues a lot of bit like crazy stuff yeah and she i remember she was going to school to be a child psychologist and i was like bitch wow. you need to clean up your own backyard before you fucking wow. start like especially for kids and also i was like oh my god i thought yeah. it was a fucking nightmare <laughs> That's crazy. I know. That's really crazy. But yeah, no, it's been a while. I know uh, you recorded some episodes with Josh. You did some solo stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I did mean, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And I don't know. I think I think we should kind of recap really quick why um, we gave Josh... Uh, I know he was going by Hot Cosby. Well, we got... It, yeah, because... Well, I decided that Hot Cosby was better than just calling him a straight <laughs> rapist. <laughs> so let's go back really quick. Okay. Just for everyone. Um, uh, we were calling him Josh the Rapist. Right. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm making this up as I go along. Uh, the reason was, I believe he sent you an email. Yeah, we saying, re- we read it. We read the email, yeah. and I believe verbatim the email said, um, "Listen, Ryan, now that you're gone, there's no way you can stop me from raping your mom." <laughs> I think that was the, what the email said. Um, I could that's, be wrong. Like, I, I don't know. That seems pretty much like verbatim <laughs> what, what, be, he, what he wrote. Could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I still laugh at the fact that <laughs> I call someone a rapist on a uh, podcast. Uh, time, I mean, so we can do whatever we want here. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
Oh my god. Um, yeah, we're we're back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're back. Yeah. All right. If you've never listened to this show before, uh, this is a show about beer, music, movies, food, and anything else we want to talk about. Everything. And uh, there's a no holds barred kind of thing, so we just say whatever we want, uh, not to be straight offensive, but just to say it because we feel certain things inside of our bodies, and we think of a lot of stuff that we can't hold in anymore. We have a lot of random shit to say, and we say it all the time while we're hanging out anyway. So mm. it's just might as well say it into a microphone that's exactly. recorded forever yeah oh uh, and um you know what go i'm gonna do this really quick okay. i know you got a, a new sponsor sponsored mm-hmm. finally ready. ready i hope everyone's ready okay um lifestyles doritos locos condoms <laughs> that's a great sponsor i'm glad you picked it up uh, let me just do the plug really quick okay nacho cheese on the outside right no babies on the inside exactly doritos locos condoms yeah i like so. that personally my 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 favorite flavor is spicy nacho but, yeah i know yeah. what well, that's not appealing to sex but yeah no so congrats on that too oh thanks i appreciate that yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're getting big so keep keep an eye out for those uh, doritos locos condoms out there <laughs> i feel like every time i i look on the internet there's always something i follow taco bell on twitter just mm-hmm. to see what fucking nonsense they're coming out with yeah and i think right now they have like a chicken nugget or something that's like looks like a dorito but it's a, a chicken nugget like <laughs> wow. i don't know if that's yeah. actually or what i don't know what's going on that, but, that's probably real yeah no that's cool it seems like it's a thing and though that i just made up that doritos locos thing um that probably exists there's probably <laughs> someone that made up some meme with that and there's like, gotta be there's probably like a following of people that were like oh i can't believe they did that i feel like if you are a big if you're in any if you're running in any any form of like commercial business and i feel like if you're promoting somebody else's something any of their product and you are promoting it and you're that passionate about it and you're promoting it enough, I feel like the company that's getting like free promotion would definitely be interested in talking to you about it. As long as it <laughs> doesn't matter how fucking ridiculous the promote, you know, as long as they can get in, get their product. Cause it's their product, right? No yeah. matter how stupid it is. Very true. Yeah. They're, they're more, they're willing to, you know, Pay, there was, there was probably there was probably some talks. They're like, "Oh man, we should uh, lifestyles or Trojan, whoever, whatever condom company." Right. And they're like, "This Doritos Locos thing's getting pretty big." I saw the funniest. See how real this the other be. day, I wanted to post it, but it was like a, it was like an Instagram post that was also like a video. So I didn't know how to. I wasn't really sure how to like repost that, like you know, on Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it was a commer- It was like for a sex toy. It was like a sex toy commercial, but it was all for the Guardians of the Galaxy. So there was all these uh, like different uh, dildos and stuff. They were all shaped like different. Like there's the Drax uh, one. Like the it was called like Dicks the Destroyer or something. <laughs> <laughs> was it real? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Everyone capitalizes know, on that man, stuff, it's dude. So funny. That That's was the same insane. thing with we talked about Fleshlight before, but they had that one that was like. The blue, it was blue. It was like for Avatar. It was like oh, yeah, a yeah, blue, yeah, yeah. like Avatar vagina for Fleshlight. I mean, there's some, there's some sick shit out there. That's just, it's like some guy who's you're like, oh, I really want to fuck the blue version of Zoe. You never notice there's that Zoe, guys, there's Zoe guys. Saldana just keeps playing col- characters that are all like different <laughs> colors. Different colors, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's those guys out there that are like, oh, I'm going to buy this as a joke. And then they really fuck it all the time. And then there's dudes that are like, yeah, like that's what I'm into. I was. <laughs> <laughs> that's my fantasy and i want to live it i guess so i guess if you buy like a horse vagina mm. and you and you fuck that but you're not actually fucking a horse i guess that's the better option yeah i mean because the so. horse doesn't deserve that yeah exactly yeah. no i agree hmm. agreed <laughs> all right well um in uh 
in standard fashion, we're drinking beer, mm-hmm. um, and we are drinking El Segundo Hot Plunge. Hot Plunge, yes. Okay. Yeah, we, I failed to look at the ABV on this beer, um, but it tastes pretty strong. Um, yeah. It's got a good, like, really strong malty character, which usually means that um, it's kind of uh, trying to balance out the, the alcohol a little bit with the with the hop characters it's a uh, it's 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 not as smooth i i get a lot of the heat is what i'm what i'm trying to say yeah poorly it's <laughs> hmm. all right no uh it's a, it's a strong beer i'm pretty positive yeah, yeah. i mean it, it, but it's still it's it's very easy though there is a lot to it it's still pretty easy drinking no yeah it's not it's not bad it's just um yeah it's definitely a strong uh malt character to it yeah definitely mm. So, um, there's a lot going on in the, uh, I was trying to think of, you know, try to organize topics in my mind, but there was, there's a lot going on in the beer world right now. Mm. Um, two of the big ones that I was, I mean, I don't know if you have any new information, but the two big ones that I thought was pretty interesting is the story behind Speakeasy. If you're familiar with that at all. Um, a little bit. Yeah. So they, I just read on Brew Brown the other day that they, Excuse me. Um, they sold. They just sold for like two point five million. They were about to close. Weren't well, they, they so it's really weird. It's a this in like within the last couple months they announced closure, and then within a few weeks or so after that there was like oh never mind we're starting up production again to keep the wholesalers fulfilled while you know and there's like some investor or something that maybe came through they there wasn't a lot of clarity on that yeah so they said we're keeping production but they fired everybody there was like eight people that still worked for the company so they're starting production again to keep the wholesalers happy and then within that weird time frame then all of a sudden schmaltz brewing came in and was going to contract brew for speakeasy to keep them going yeah and they were going to, so they're going to, Schmaltz is going to produce Speakeasy beer. And then the owner of Schmaltz was saying, like, I'd be maybe interested in buying Speakeasy. And then just the other day, there was some other a company that just purchased them for yeah. $2.5 million. I mean, the company, I'm, I'm surprised it's even worth that. Yeah, I'm pretty um, surprised by that, too. The thing that, the thing that I thought was really interesting or strange about it was that when a company like that announces closure, what? I don't feel like they can ever properly recover from something like that. You know, there's too many other options in the beer world to there. There's just too many other options and there's better beer. So with that, like what's the motivation with the company that purchased it to say, uh, I mean, it almost seems smarter to just say, Oh, we bought the company and we're going to liquidate and like, we're going to, we're just going to use all the equipment and we're going to use a facility and all this other stuff. Opposed to trying to say like, let's just keep speakeasy going. They weren't like, a pioneer or anything. They're, they're probably going to do, a, I, I feel like they'll probably do a huge rebrand. They're not just going to be like, oh, we're still speakeasy. I, I don't know. It's interesting because, yeah. It I almost mean, seems smarter around. to just call a, new, call a new brewery, right? Yeah, they've been around for a while and they, they make a lot of beer, but they're not, um, I feel like they have definitely have fallen off. Like, yeah, I don't. People have forgotten about have you them. Had the, when's the last time you had a speakeasy beer? Years ago. I had one, actually, funny enough, and I, I felt really lucky about it. I was go- I did interview with speakeasy for a job that was going to take the, it said San Diego, but it was actually going to be orange County. Oh yeah. yeah. So that means I would have to drive to orange County every day, Yeah, which I didn't want to do, but I was thinking about, I was like, man, I'm really glad I didn't take the job. Cause I would have lost it. Yeah, I would have been fired. Have a job anymore. Yeah. yeah. It That's was crazy. I was just thinking about the, like how, how things work, you know, how they land. I'm like, wow, I'm really glad that didn't work out. Yeah. Cause if it had been a San Diego job, I might've gotten it. 
I feel, uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's probably going to be more to come for the rest of the year. Because yeah, some of these, unfortunately, some of these older breweries that have been around are kind of getting forgotten because there's so many new ones that are still still opening. Yeah, I mean, we're, I mean, plus the industry is just in a weird flux right now. I kind of, I was trying to equate it to if, you know, because craft beer has been around for a while, but the real, like, boom of the industry has only been going since, like, you could say, you know, let's say late nineties. Yeah. Um, so it's really not that long of yeah. a of a life of a lifespan. Uh and I kind of felt like right now craft beer is like in its um like teenage phase where it's it's like unsure of itself. It doesn't know what it wants to be, like you know, because there's so many different things going on, but we're oversaturated and there's too many and it's just an interesting kind of dynamic to see how uh like how it's going to go opposed yeah. to because we you know every year now when we start especially this year seen a lot of places all over the united states closing not just california but a lot of places all over california are, are shutting down and then new places are popping up though so it's almost like getting into this weird like uh rotation you know yeah, it's like yeah. it's almost like a, a high turnover rate like you're working at staples or something yeah, like seriously. You know? <laughs> yeah for everyone that closes there's like four more opening yeah so it's really interesting to see and it's like if you can't sustain yourself with like a quality product and some type of like you know some type of proper marketing then there's no way you can because you could still we we've seen it before there's plenty of breweries that have make shitty beer but they have great marketing and they're still in business because they have great like their packaging is awesome right yeah but they don't i'm trying to i'm trying to talk less shit about Local breweries, but yeah, there's a lot that I don't like. I think it's just, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's not, I don't feel like it's talking shit. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day, and we were talking about how, like, how Untapped has become kind of the the Yelp for beer people. It really like, has. And yeah. it's not even, not. I, wouldn't, I don't even want to say beer people. Yeah. It's some people who are like, it's a glorified critic, right? Yeah. I don't, when I use mine, I use it as a personal reference, so I can look it up and go, oh, did I like this beer? And um, did I like this beer? And would I, you know, would I drink it again? Have I, or have I had it already? You know, and I like to use it as my own little reference. And I was talking to somebody about it, and he was like, "It's stupid because people always rate things in a really incorrect way." He was like, "They don't actually properly rate them." He goes, "If you look at the, if you look at the rating system, almost everything." And I'm I'm totally guilty of this, but because I do it for my own personal use, but mm-hmm. everything is rated at like a three or four or a five. Yeah. And he goes, "There's no." There is no twos and one. Like very rarely are there twos and ones. Yeah. So he goes every single beer that you look up will average out at like three and a half four percent. Yeah. Or you know like as yeah. a rating goes. Yeah. And I'm like that's interesting. I didn't think about it that way. That every beer you're looking up, and so people are looking. So but some people use it for a different purpose. They'll look it up and they'll look at the average rating for the beer, and then they'll judge it based on they'll buy the beer or not buy the beer based on what the average rating is. Yeah. So that makes that causes a problem within the within. It's a small it's a small group yeah. of people. That, that do that but it's it's funny to think that you know, like they're basing it solely off of oh what's the average rating it's like it's like when you look up a, a restaurant on yelp yeah it really is because you have to take all that shit with a grain of salt how yeah. many how many professionals are actually using that and really rating them properly i um i actually have not been using my untapped all that often oh. i felt like uh i've, I've been forgetting honestly I, yeah honestly i yeah i felt like it was kind of taken away from my beer experience mm-hmm. and i was like you know fuck this man like it's it's cool to rate and it's cool to kind of keep track but at the same time like 
I just want to want to like I want to be out and have fun. And well, we went out we went out the other night and uh, we were at we did South Park Brewery in oh, Hamilton's, yeah, Hamilton's yeah. and I honestly didn't check in a single I beer while we were out because I, yeah. I completely forgot. And and, and we yeah. tried complete. I tried all new beers. It was all new beers. Yeah. And I literally was like I didn't check in a single one, and I totally blamed. Yeah, I realized that the next day too. I was like, dude, I didn't check in any of my beers. I think I'm going old school with my drinking, and when I'm drinking my beers, it's because I'm one, I'm enjoying them. Two, I want to try some new stuff, and then three. I don't need to rate um, the blackout memories that I'm trying to create. <laughs> I don't need to rate <laughs> rate these, uh, you know, these moments that I'm trying to forget about. No, I don't absolutely. need to rate that. No, I, actually, that's a great app. But let's make an app where you drink to rate horrible memories that you're trying to forget. <laughs> this beer is helping me. Yeah. I'm going to give this beer a five because by the time I'm done, I'm going to forget this thing that happened to me. <laughs> I forget my girlfriend broke up with me. <laughs> So yeah, no, I, oh. I, I haven't been using Untapped, but also yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And even the way I rate, yeah, I pretty much give fours across the board. See, that's the thing is, I'm trying. I'm not again. I across I, the board. Not, and I realized that I was guilty of the situation when mm-hmm. I had that conversation because I was like, I don't rate them on a critic standpoint. I am not a beer critic. I don't yeah. treat it as such. I treat it as a thing to reference for myself. Exactly. When right. I give something a four, I'm like, I would definitely drink that again. Yeah, that's yeah. something oh, that yeah. I would revisit. I mean, I've explained this before on this podcast, but that's why I give something. I'm like, dude, I'd drink this beer again any day of the week. Like, yeah. that's how I feel about it. I was like, sure, I'll drink it again. No Speaking problem. Speaking of uh, some gnarly Raiders, Josh, man, that guy, is, he's not impressed with any beer ever. I, I, unless it's Alvarado Street, I, I know yeah. that dude. <laughs> he's got a fucking boner for he them. He has an Alvarado dildo. Yeah, he's it's, he, a, it's a can shaped dildo. He's gonna he use this. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen someone so harsh in their ratings before. He, he's gonna, he, but he the thing too is that I I feel. But as, at the same time, you got to respect that. I I I'll, I'll give him props for acting like a total fucking dude, douche. <laughs> and <laughs> what um. What does he rate like? What's his highest rating for like? He rates Pliny like three point five, and that's his highest rating. Um, everyone gives that beer he, like a five. He was saying in his, uh, and we we talked about that before, but he was saying in his mind, there's no such. He was like he he for the longest time was like I don't think there is a five star beer, and um, and he was saying like I don't think there and I and I we had the conversation about going back and forth saying. If it's a five star for me, it means that I think it's the best version of the beer that I've had. Yeah, like, and yeah. it's not like a perfect beer because I don't think there's any such thing. Yeah. But I feel like it's the, it is the best example of that style. Yeah. So if I have a five star IPA, it's like this is considered not. I don't even know if I'd say it's the greatest IPA ever in the world. Mm-hmm. It's just it, if I think of what IPA should be it's probably the top of the list yeah, for yeah, me, you yeah. know? And I don't even know if I have a top 10 list of, like, favorite beers or whatever, but that's kind of how I look at it. And he was saying – and he was talking about it from a brewing standpoint and saying, um, if I give something a five-star, I don't think as, – like, as brewing process goes, I don't think that this one can be improved. Like, he was – and so we're sort of on the same page, but he was saying that I just don't think this – there's no improvement that could be made to this beer, and that's in that in his terms. And so, um, I, I mean, you know, I think that's fair, I guess. Like I just, but he, but that was the one that we, we debated back and forth about. He was saying that, um, Alvarado street, the Mai Tai PA, 
Um, I tried it and I thought it was just okay. And I gave it a four and he was saying that it was like the best that, you know, and he want, I think he, I'm not positive, but I think he gave it a five. Oh yeah. You know, so, speaking of Alvarado street, that's what I hadn't, we had, Alvarado you had an Alvarado street, street when we were at, when yeah, we were yeah. at Hamilton's actually. It was a sour. Yeah. And you know what, uh, Josh, I gave it a two. <laughs> no, it, was, it was actually pretty good. I don't think he likes, <laughs> I don't think he likes sours that much anyway. It was, it was pretty tasty. Yeah. I'll give him props. That was a good beer. Um, I went to modern times for a little bit last night. The, um, the North Park one, mm. um, just and I tried. Uh, there was one that a um, a guy that I know said was really good, and I debated because I'm not a big sour fan, but it was a smoked pineapple sour, mm. and Sounds I good. heard it was really good, but I just didn't. I was like, I thought about it, thought about. It, I'm like, nah, not even a little uh, taster. Nah, do it. <laughs> nah. I just uh, that, was, and that's my that's the thing with Josh though is that he most of the beers that he's consuming and rating, he's just got the little tasters, uh, and I feel like for uh, me, I'm like I'm drinking the whole beer and then than thinking about it yeah because i've had contemplated moments with beer where i'm sitting back like i'm by myself hanging out in the living room it'll be like middle of the night or something i'm and i'm just sipping on this beer and i'm going like actually can sit there and think about it and go yeah. fuck this beer is really good but yeah. i'm sitting there like holding that beer sitting sipping I, it I letting it letting debate. it warm up like it's got a you know different aromas and yeah. flavors come out as the beer warms yeah so i'm sitting there really getting like the full like focus of that beer opposed to just going oh i'm taking three four five sips and then i'm done with it and that's my rating so you hear that josh like a fucking uh, taster say, is not a proper way to drink a and beer that's, and that's another debate i'm not big on people posting all their tasters right you have to you have to have a pint you have to have a, you have to go through the full process i, complete, I don't do I that completely agree, yeah. i never go into a brewery i don't even care if it's new i've never i go into a new brewery never tried anything I'm going. I'm going to try like a common beer. I'm mm-hmm. going to try an IPA, mm-hmm. a full pour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try like if they have like a Kolsch or like a lager. So I'm going to try a full yeah. pour of all those. Most of the time, if I do a taster, it's to take a sip to see if I like the taste of the beer, and yeah. then I'll order a whole pint. Yeah. It's there to try. Like you know, it's a little. I want my little paint sample first yeah, to see what yeah. the you know what, what yeah. it looks like first. You know? Yeah, I never. I yeah. never get tasters. Yeah, I feel I'm like not. it. It's such a waste of. The person pouring beer's time. I think that I've seen that a lot. I, I see the taster thing happen a lot when people are at breweries. They go, oh, I want to do the flight, right? Don't you hate that when you're mm. waiting in line and the fucking asshole in front of you is like, hmm, <laughs> let me see. I'm going to try the eight tasters yeah. here. Yeah, that uh, would, well, that's, that's. IPA, like, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, that's a, that'd be Josh Hot Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> AKA the rapist. Right. Gosh. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I, when I'm in a, a fucking brewery or a tasting room and the asshole in front of me is getting a taster. Yeah. It annoys the shit out of me. It does take, yeah, it's because you hold up the weight. Get the, a fucking full Hold pint. up the fucking line, yeah. God damn it. Mm. All right, well, um, the other thing that I was going to say, that the biggest news that, well, actually, I guess there's a couple different things, but the other one was Lagunitas finally hmm. caved, and uh, they're, they're, complete, they're completely all Heineken they're now. Officially Heineken, yeah. And I, um, while I feel like they were still producing uh, quality beer yeah. with the half, uh, I'm really curious now to see if they completely drop off and the quality takes a hit. Uh, if they, I don't know. I, I feel like they won't. I'm I'm really curious about it. I feel unless they decide that they're going to try to grow really really fast and then they start making shitty stuff. But I feel like they, I don't know. They have a pretty good history, man. Their, their beers are they do. Still so I feel I feel good. so I feel so touchy about it though because I feel in the same vein as. As uh, and I and I don't think Heineken is the same as like 
AB. And well, I was going to say, if they start doing shit like fucking pay-to-play and they start doing shit like yeah. buying up all the hops, like, okay, right. then, then I have a question with Heineken. But I really feel like Heineken doesn't give a fuck. Heineken's like, it seems like we got they were, Heineken money, it, it now seems we like got they were hands off. money. It yeah. seems like they were hands-off with, with Lagunitas, but yeah. now with the full buyout, I'm, I'm it's kind of like a wait-and-see situation. Yeah. Give it a couple um, months, see what happens. See yeah, if anything, any changes happen. Um, damn, but that was a so. There's a lot of stuff going on with the whole like ABI stuff right now because yeah. one was the South African hops being now no longer distributed to independent breweries, yep. which I saw like every brewer in the world fucking flip their shit yep. about it. Um, I was all over the internet. It was like yeah, people was, were losing dude, their minds. Facebook, like I saw like eight different posts on Facebook that day that it was announced. Like people were so yeah, many breweries. People were freaking out about it, and I'm like, it's sort of to be expected. Yeah. I mean, you they were if you were buying directly from Saab Miller in the first place, then it should have that should have been in the back of their minds saying, ABI has now purchased Saab Miller. Um, it's probably going to happen sooner yeah, or later. Exactly. It's not like the first time they've capitalized on something like that. Exactly. So it was almost like people should have. It was like they knew the bomb was going to explode, but they just were so, acting like they're surprised when it I went know, on. And yeah. You're like, come on, come on now. Yep. Um, the other one was um, with the whole Wicked Weed buyout because Wicked Weed got purchased by and ABI, the- and then um, and then they were gonna do some. They have like a. I, I, I'm not a sour festival. The sour festival, and then they had 44 different breweries drop out, and then they've now. I just saw a quick article about it the other day, but they they have canceled. Well, not canceled, but postponed the festival and are restructuring and gonna have it later in. It was like supposed to happen in June. Now it's gonna happen in August, and they're restructuring to like reevaluate. Well, the reason that's a big problem is because that's a pretty tight community, Asheville. North Carolina, like the, especially uh-huh. that brewing community, everyone's super duper close, and everyone's like super duper homely, and so right, right. It to 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 sell to InBev, a lot of people yeah. are upset. I mean, about I'm that. kind of glad that there is some actual backlash towards it because yeah. I mean, well, I mean, what's done is done. It's not going to change the fact that they sold. It's yeah. not going to change that. That's all completed, right? Yeah. It's not all of a sudden. Anheuser's going to be like, "Well, we made a huge mistake." Like, yeah. it's just not. That's not going to be a, a thing. Yeah. But it is kind of. I mean, in the same way that like political protests and stuff, it a, a, a protest where some people is marching down the street doesn't necessarily accomplish anything. But at least the higher power knows that there's an issue. Yeah, you exactly. Know? So yeah. at least they're showing that there's a problem. I mean, uh, it's you know. It's, yeah, they lost. They pretty much lost their fucking sour festival. Like everyone, like mm-hmm. Casa Agria and Oxnard said no. Like f- everyone, Modern Times came out. Every every brewery that was a part of that festival was like, yeah, it's, we're cool. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy to see that kind of that backlash, and it's cool. I mean, I I appreciate that too. I saw a couple. I think it was like Jester King or Jester something. King, yeah, they're supposed they're, to do a collab with them. Well, they they're out. I guess they're pulled out, but they're still sending money. They're still. Uh, getting money and sending it for a charity that was part of the whole festival, I guess. Oh, cool. So they're still putting the money, whatever money they're doing on independently of that festival, they're actually sending that towards their charity or whatever. Nice. So that's awesome. It sounds like that's cool. Like it's on the, on their end. It's still, uh, you know, they're still doing the, the right thing, I guess yeah. while dropping out. But yeah, I mean, that's gotta be a huge hit for the guys that, you know, at wicked weed, it must be like management wise, those guys, owners and stuff or, prior owners are now looking at going like oh shit yeah but the thing that i found out was really interesting was that like with the with the buyout for uh, ballast point all of the big wigs for ballast point who were there they were, were there for about six months after ballast point got bought out and then they all vacated like after six months 
and I was under the assumption that it must have been part of the contract. It was probably saying like, hey, you know, we need you here as the face, you know, stay here, hang out. And then in six months, you guys can part ways and you take your money with you and you blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I heard I heard that they were escorted out via like police escort when they were like it was a whole like through that whole ballast point thing. They, they were forcibly walked out the door. And I was really surprised. I was like, that seems really odd to me. But That's crazy. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know all the the you know logistics of all that or the very like deep specifics of their contract or what was going on, but it seems strange to me that they would have to escort their their old management out the door. Wow. Yeah. And I'm wondering, I was like, what kind of deals are they, you know, are these people signing that are saying like by the way, you you will be kicked out of here in yeah, you know, yeah. six months or whatever? Damn. I don't know. It's it's interesting. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> but yeah, no, there's a lot of like interesting stuff that there's a, there's been a lot of news lately just going on in the industry itself. So it's been kind of fascinating to see where all of it's going and yeah. um, independent breweries seem to be the ones that are actually still um, okay. You know, like it's, it seems like there's uh, definitely shortages of things. There's not as like hop, hop options are lower. Like a lot of breweries don't have, and that's why a lot of places are actually jumping on board with um, experimental stuff because those are more available than like, citra hops yeah, or something exactly. you know yeah, yeah. so it's interesting to see the the process of the industry and where it's going but it's um it's, a, it's just, i think 2017 total is going to be an interesting year for all of the craft beer stuff yeah just because i think there's a lot a lot's going to change i think and i will we'll see what these and you know that's the thing every year like abi miller coors they always end up buying a couple breweries and it's already started so you know it's like how much can they how many? How many do you need before you feel comfortable with this situation? No, yeah, it, does, it kind of doesn't make sense. Apparently, like California is now over nine hundred breweries, just California. So we're over. We were at like seven hundred. Now we're over over nine. So I think that that's just you know how <laughs> how many places can they possibly buy to try to capitalize on this market? And that's why you know all our local brewers right now too are flipping out about uh, Ten Barrel yeah, being that's here. Ready to open, right? Yeah, it's I think it's like late May. And everybody's upset about it. And I mean, while I understand that, you know, I feel like as long as the customer, the 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 thing is that uh, people visiting from out of town, they're not going to know or give a shit. Yeah, they don't care. Like they're here. It's tourist season. It's summertime. Nobody's going to fucking care. People are going to go to Ten Barrel who don't give a shit. Mm. Like they're going to go, oh, we can True. go We can go drink beer and eat food. Yeah. That's where we're going to go. Exactly. You know, oh, it's right there. We can walk to it. Let's go. Yeah. And nobody's going to care that monkey paws down the street. Yeah. The people in San Diego, that's the, I think that's the, lo- the local stuff. As long as you're informed about it, like being saying, hey, Ten Barrel is Anheuser-Busch or, you know, yeah. Anheuser, you know, InBev or whatever. Um, as long as that information is clear and, like, presented to our the customers here in San Diego, then that is on you as a person to say, I'm still going to go eat there. Or yeah. I, I like their beer. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, I like Ten Barrel. I'm going to go eat there and drink there. Like, that's totally up to you. But there should be that just that have, whole. Have you had a Ten Barrel beer? I've never, I never have. No, same here. No, um, I've never, I've never I all this, it. all the stuff I've ever seen when I, I think the first time I saw it was in the, like the corner liquor store uh, down the street here. Yeah. The first time I ever saw Ten Barrel was actually in that. I didn't yeah. know what it was, and I didn't even know that Anheuser had purchased it at yeah. the time. And I was looking at the cans, and I was like, "That's kind of interesting. It's like a really plain. It's a white can with black lettering, yeah. and there's no art on it or anything." I was like, "This is weirdly." bland mm-hmm. you know yeah and i was like it's not it doesn't look terrible it's just nothing going and it was called like pub beer or something like that yeah and i didn't i was like what is this like i didn't understand i didn't know what it was i was like is this like 
Is this like some craft brewery's answer to Coors Light or something? Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't understand. And then I saw another one that was like a cucumber sour or something like that and i was like none of this sounds good to me like i just didn't have any interest in drinking it because the the beer descriptions didn't sound good yeah so i mean before i even knew what it was and then i found out about all the stuff with timber i'm like and oh you found shit out, you know, like a store around the corner is literally all oh Anheuser yeah or i mean they have like in the in even in the windows and the main beers it's like elysian and yeah, all this other stuff and it's like yeah it's just it, it's almost everything they have is they do carry some independent stuff, like they still carry Stone product and things yeah. like that. But I mean, for the most part, it is like a- a- Anheuser and Miller Coors. Yeah, so. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. we're I'm you're almost done with your beer. I'm getting close, but uh, I guess we'll take a break and we'll with new beer come back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Nice. Cool. All right, we're back and. Okay, actually, tell me again. Thirsty Dog. Thirsty Dog Brewing, the GV Jabberwocky Pale Ale. This okay. is a, a vineyard brewed this for them, okay. or took part of brewing this for them. So it's it has interesting. A, it's it has like a, a really, really sweet smell. Pale, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, oh, that is interesting. Really, like, malty with, like, a strong kind of bitter finish. But something else. I don't know what it is. It's almost like a like that almost like grape aspect yeah, or something. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That is interesting. It kind of disappears at some point. It just kind of goes away. There's no more like flavor of beer in it. Anymore. It's really strange. Uh, I mean, I I don't dislike it. It's just not what I guess I wasn't expecting this. Yeah. It does have a pale like the pale qualities though. Like it's yeah. got that kind of like slight biscuity kind of multi pale aspect but um that's weird i'm gonna yeah. do this again but yeah they're from hmm. ohio and you found this at your Got work work okay yeah, yeah. yeah what was it just lying around free beers you know just happens. like in the cooler or something it's yeah. just we get a lot of free beers man huh okay hmm, that's interesting all right yeah. well hey they like random strange i've never heard of it before so yeah yeah i, I Honestly, only I think the only reason I've heard of them is because of work. Like other than that, I would never have heard of. Sure, it. sure, yeah. yeah. No, that's so. that's I mean, it's interesting beer. I, I, no, it's fascinating. I don't I really, dislike it. I love trying new stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like that's kind of been my thing lately. Is that I've been going, I've been going to Bine and Vine every week and mm-hmm. buying new beer. Yeah. And usually spend like anywhere from like twenty to thirty bucks and buy like doesn't always doesn't necessarily matter. Like sometimes I'll buy six packs. Sometimes I'll buy bombers. Sometimes yeah. I'll. You know, it doesn't matter what the like size of the beer doesn't really matter. But I always try to pick up stuff I have not had. Yeah. So I try to pick up this or pick up that. You know, the one that I tried recently that I wasn't I didn't love was um what's the I'm trying to remember the the it may, it might be El Segundo. Are they doing the bursted hop series? Yeah, I think it is El Segundo. I just didn't yeah. you know, I didn't think they were bad beers, but I just I guess I was I think I had like a different expectation of like I just thought all of them were just okay. Yeah. And I don't I don't you know, single hop beers are cool, I like that, but I just didn't I just wasn't blown away by any of them. And I didn't try every one of them, but I tried like probably like four or five and I just thought they were okay. You yeah. know, there's nothing special to them that I that I, I think thought a yeah. lot of people like their IPAs too, so it's a pretty high expectations. Oh sure. I mean it's it, it seems like an easy sell, right? You're like the the labeling was cool, like the package itself looked pretty nice. Like yeah. and the fact they're saying like bursted hop and like da, 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 you know, all this stuff and there it's a single hop beer and it just sounds it sounds cool. Like the whole concept sounds awesome. It's just the flavors weren't really doing it for me. Yeah. And I even tried their like the one that I thought was gonna be really kind of like 
probably the the top of it was like the mosaic and i think i didn't even think that one was special at all mosaic like fresh mosaic and they were fresh beers like definitely but fresh mosaic usually has like this really incredible smell and flavor and it just was seemed kind of bland and i don't know i mean again it wasn't bad it was just okay yeah um but i don't know yeah there's i just I feel like I'm – sometimes I walk into the store and I feel like I've run out of options. But then if I, like, look closely, I'm like, oh, I haven't yeah. had that. And yeah, I haven't exactly. Had that yet. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm going to start – I'm not a big sour fan, but I think I'm going to start every now and then picking up a sour here and there. And probably based off of a recommendation because I'm not – I don't really, like, know what to look for. Yeah. But I'm probably going to just pick one up here and there and try them out. Try to get a little you more – Try honestly. to get a little more acquainted with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're flavorful, and, man. And maybe here and there, maybe maybe a, a cider or something. I don't know. Just to, just to, like to, to branch yeah. out a little bit. I'm yeah. not a big cider fan, not a big sour fan. But, you know, I'm just kind of thinking, like, I would like to just – Try some new stuff. Yeah, not always drink, like, a, a new IPA every week or something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, just try, try something else. Especially yeah. since I tend to – like if i if i drink a lot of hoppy beer consistently i start to get really fatigued on it and i'm like i don't want to drink i'll you know uh i got recommended the uh, founders porter and i just drank that the other night and i thought that was really good i thought there was a really solid porter it was really tasty flavorful and there was nothing special about it it was just a straight porter yeah yeah and yeah it was it was good i mean uh i i don't drink a lot of founders beer but that one was um should try the backwoods bastard that one's really really good too nice yeah you know, super super funny. It's not not related to this, but I just read your shirt and I was like, "Mouse rat." I was like, "Where do I know that from?" <laughs> and, and I was rec. like, oh, "That's right, Parks and Rec." That's so fucking yeah, funny. Dude, I got my mouse rat shirt on, guys. Dude. Yeah. It's such a great show. I love that show. Chris Pratt was it, awesome. It that. is. It. I mean, I I I've always uh, I I had only seen Chris Pratt in a handful of things even before Parks and Rec, mm. and then I started watching Parks and Rec. And I was I was behind. They were already in like season five or six, and yeah. I just had just started it. <clears throat> and uh, and I was like, oh, Chris Pratt's in this. And then, but they had already announced like that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be. But I'd seen him in other movies yeah. too. But he was always like a chubbier, fatter dude. You yeah, know? exactly. And so I was like, that's interesting that he's going to be this. You know, and I didn't really know that much about him. But he's yeah, he's always been like from day one. Like always thought he was funny. Yeah. Like, did you remember? Did you ever see the Walking Phoenix movie? Um, I think it was her. Did you no. Did you see that one no. where it's like he he buys like this super um amazing ai and it's she taught oh yeah 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 yeah, oh, yeah 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 no totally yeah yeah, yeah. sorry yeah i saw her her okay. was really good yeah, yeah, her, yeah but that was chris pratt was like his like chubby buddy and that yeah, one that yeah, was yeah. just like you know he wor- worked yeah. with him or whatever and it's just like little side char- like random character you know yeah. um i mean yeah gardens yeah. of the galaxy made him the fucking so popular oh dude he's Blue a he, he's a huge movie now. star now yeah, yeah. exactly it's, yeah it's kind of funny to think like how you you can be in the business for like 10 15 years just going from you know movie to movie show to show whatever it is and then out of nowhere one thing just all he like, had to do was get super fit and he was completely fine after i that. guess it's not the first time he's done that i was reading some articles that he was in i think he was in like a i think it was like a navy seals movie or mm-hmm. something and he went and trained with the, the seals to like to do what they do to kind of get fit like for the movie. Yeah. So it's not the first time he got fit, but apparently he did it in a way different way during that movie. And it was yeah. like a way unhealthier way to do it opposed to how he's doing it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but it, it's kind of interesting to think that like, yeah, it's he, he got skinny and then got fat and then got like all buff again, but Super he was buff, yeah. he, he, there. I saw a quick clip of him on, I think it was, 
the Ellen. It was like Ellen or something. Mm. And he, they were talking about how like huge he is now. And you're like, you're on the cover. You're on a package of Doritos. Yeah. Like your face is on Doritos. And he goes, he goes, this is the most fucked up thing about this. He's like, I've never wanted to eat Doritos more in my life. And I can't even (laughs) touch them. Like, he's like, I can't eat Doritos because it, you know, for him to stay in shape. I was like, Oh, one bag of chips. Huh? You can't even do. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> there's some aspect of me that I was like, I would totally get that fit to make millions and millions of dollars and for, for movies. But at the same time, I was like, I would really miss pizza and beer. Yeah, like dude, <laughs> you wouldn't be able to drink like beer at all. Yeah. When you're that fit, you don't, you drink vodka or some <laughs> other gay drink right. or you don't drink at all. Like, mm-hmm. What a boring life. Yeah, no, I would, that would suck. I mean, he gets more power to be in that discipline, but at the same time, he obviously has like fucking trainers and nutritionists. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's shit. not like it's yeah. there's not people there helping him out, but yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it's still just a trip, though. I think that it's all it took. That's the sacrifice. Yeah. Give up all those good things. I really don't see why Char- Star. I can't talk, but I, I don't see why Star Lord can't be chubby. Doesn't make what aspect of him needs to be fit. He's like, just a fun character. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen the second Guardians. Uh, I just saw it and I thought it was so i follow james gunn on his social media stuff and he the one thing i do like about james gunn is that he actually writes personal stuff and talks to people and he actually talks to fans and responds to things so i'll read a lot of things that he writes and one of the things he said was um i'm not like he he said that they built the he recommended going to see Guardians of the Galaxy in 3D, mm. and I like to see things in IMAX, but I don't like to see things in 3D. Yeah, and um, I just I realized that um, what the hell oh my work uh, phone's going off oh, oh shit man. um so I was like, what the hell's that uh, <laughs> I put it away from the microphone though that's good yeah. uh, <laughs> um they sorry i got now i got sidetracked but he was he was saying something like oh i would want to go see imax but i i don't i don't want to see things in 3d i just don't care about 3d movies and but the only problem is in here in town if you want to go see imax it's also it's imax and 3d go hand in hand Uh, so you don't really have a choice i'd love to go see things on a giant screen but i don't need things to like pop out in your face but then i read this post from james gunn that said um i built this movie from the ground up with 3d in mind so he goes, I actually highly recommend that you go see the movie in 3D. In 3D. And I, we did, and it actually was pretty awesome. Yeah. There was some stuff that like pops out in the screen, which I don't care about at all. I'm like, yeah. I don't need to see it flying at my eyes. Exactly, I just don't yeah. care. None of that shit like, matters to me at all. But the thing that I like about it is the foreground to the background, you really feel the depth of the of the set like of the movie itself yeah so you when you're like even when they're sitting inside of the spaceship you see like the back of the spaceship and then you see like the things that are in front and like everything feels like it almost feels like you're not like the way you look at it almost seems like it's all real like you're there you know and they there were some really really cool shots the opening sequence is somewhat reminiscent to the very first guardians yeah but the things that the way they the way they did the scene was just really really well done. There's yeah. like all this stuff going on in the background while you're watching the the thing happen in front of like the person that's in front of you, yeah. and it's doing this transitional scene where it's almost like a 360 like the person's moving around the the set that they're on. That's awesome. And but there's all this shit happening in the background. And I was staring at it, just going like I was watching the stuff in the back. I was like, <laughs> this is nuts. Like I was I thought they did a really great job. Um, the movie looks incredible. Um, it wasn't, it was a little like, a. 
I would say like a little more serious or darker tone than mm. the first movie. Yeah. The, and some of the jokes felt a little forced. Yeah. Like it felt like they were really trying to kind of get capture that same level of comedy that they had in the first movie. So some of it sucked. Some of it was funny. Like yeah. some of it, some of it was really hilarious. And the movie overall was just, it was good, but it, I don't think it was as good as the first movie. Yeah. So, but again, it was a great, it was still fun. I'm, I thought of, I was thinking about it after I saw it and I was just going, okay, this is something I, I I'll watch it again. Like yeah, I, yeah. I'll own this movie. It's just not, it's not, it doesn't have that same kind of pizzazz that the, the first movie did, but yeah. it's, it was definitely good. And now that they've said that they're already like bringing out a, th- they're going to do a third movie oh, yeah. and all this other stuff. I think that like as a, as a trilogy, this will be a really cool kind of set of films and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I That's thought it was awesome. really, yeah. And, and it, they're supposed to come out in some of the other Marvel movies also. They're right? going to be in the next, um, Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, who knows how long yeah, like of, a mo- of it, it yeah. seems like it's probably going to be a very quick moment because yeah. I think Chris Pratt already went and filmed all of his scenes for the movie. Okay. So I think he's already done and he's now filming like Jurassic world too. Oh, okay. So he's just like off on, I mean, the guy's like, that's the one thing about him is like for right now, for the moment, uh, the guy's like going from one movie to the next, like yeah. just filming, filming, filming. That must be a fucking crazy schedule. He's like, Seriously. I just finished a movie. Now I got to go and fly and go, yeah, and go make you. another one. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's in Hawaii filming Jurassic world. You're like, that's fun. Like, Seriously. that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but I mean it, the yeah, but for Guardians it was awesome. I thought that was it's definitely worth seeing, especially especially if you did like the first one. Yeah, you're you're not going to be disappointed. It's just doesn't I would say doesn't live up to if, if you build up any hype in your brain, it's probably going to be a little disappointing. Yeah, but, yeah, that's, still, that's awesome. Is what it is, but yeah, um, yeah, actually I guess we're kind of in that in that moment that segment anyways. But have you uh, seen anything lately that you're like super stoked on? Oh man, what is it? What have I seen lately that I liked? I saw like a really weird, um, I think Small Apartments, I think it was called. It was an independent movie. Okay. So some of my favorite movies I've seen throughout the year, Small Apartments is really good. I finally watched Swiss Army Man. It is oh, on Amazon. So that is, yeah, that's the one with um, Daniel Radcliffe and he's a farting corpse, right? Yes. I I didn't know, I read the description and I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch like an hour and a half, two hours so of this. So yeah. the first like, you got to get through the first like 10 minutes. Sound like a fucked up like Weekend of Bernie's pretty it, much. It, it's so much more. Honestly, I, I absolutely fucking loved it. Really? I absolutely loved it. Like okay. you get you get first you get through that first like ten minutes of like the farting and then it just gets into this deep, like dark, like this dude is obviously he has mental problems okay. and you're not sure what is really going on with like the corpse and how real it is and it's it's great. And I guess so Paul Dano and uh so the the score for the movie is amazing too. Okay. And okay. Paul Dano uh sings in most of the songs okay so he like sings like but it is it it is a very like depressing dark but very well made movie okay and i I could see why people would walk out Mm -hmm. if you're if you when you sit down and watch it and it's like pretty much like fucking 10 minutes of farting you're like this is stupid what the (laughs) fuck is going on but then as the the movie like progresses it's a whole huge scene, and it's. Uh, um, well, I was gonna say, like, you can. I mean, you could say. I would say somewhat spoilery. You don't have to. You don't have to like tell me the whole thing. But yeah, does Daniel Radcliffe eventually like talk or? Oh yeah, oh yeah, have some, yeah. Okay. No, he has. He he becomes a character. Okay, he, okay, he starts, yeah. They become friends, talking. Got it. Okay. He somehow dies, comes back to life. Okay. He dies. He's dead for a while, and then he somehow comes back to life. Okay. And then also when he comes back to life, has like powers. Right. This almost sounds similar to the, like the whole, um, 
what was the Tom Hanks and the Nelson? Was it Nelson the uh, volleyball? Was it a volleyball? Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of seems was, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Wilson. That's what it was. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Wilson, it almost yeah. kind of reminds me of that in that with well, the way you explain it. At least it sounds. <laughs> yeah, kind in, of in the vein of being like stranded and yeah. you're you're just all by yourself. So you kind of like create a person that you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Friends with or whatever. It gets it gets pretty like it's much more in depth, much more dark. So it's, it's a, a pretty. Depressing. So it is definitely it's it's straight like independent film. It's, it's pretty fucked up. Film. Yeah. Independent film is shit. But it was really good. Really. Yeah. Really good. The only problem I have with a lot of in- indie films that I see is that I feel like they're trying. And not to like, they're trying to stray so far away from the tropes of like standard Hollywood movies that they almost go to a point of going like, I'm not even enjoying myself watching this. Mm -hmm. And it's not every indie movie is like that, but I feel like they're trying so hard to be different that it just makes the movie almost to a point of unwatchability. That's how I felt Mm -hmm. about the Greasy Strangler. Okay. I watched that one also. <laughs> I don't know what that and one. And that is. one was fucking garbage. That movie was stupid. Okay, as shit. and yeah. it, it and it was that movie where it was just it was being blatantly offensive and absurd for no reason other than just to do it. Just to do and it. It was yeah. not funny. It was not creative. It was fucking stupid. Like it was dick and balls and uh, Harry Bush and all this unnecessary. Like it was stupid. I was disappointed and I had wow. high hopes for it. Cause uh-huh. I was like, ah, oh, this looks stupid, but in an enjoyable way. Right. And it wasn't, it was fucking dumb. <laughs> I still feel like I like when I see like, uh, like Swiss army man and like small apartments. And there was another Daniel Radcliffe movie. It was like a love story movie that we just watched and that was independent. But I like seeing that good independent movies still exist yeah. because I feel like there are a lot that we just described that are sure. just completely absurd just to be absurd. And yeah, they're fucking dumb, but it's always good to see these guys pop up. No, I mean, like, hey, I, I think that independent, awesome I think independent shit. films, just like independent music is a big deal or independent breweries or whatever. Yeah. I think things that are independent are definitely valuable. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes the creator goes, Oh, I have free reign to do the stupidest shit ever. And there's no, I always kind of think I think of everything in terms of like let's say you're playing a video game or you're watching a movie or you're listening to music or yeah. whatever it is there's a point where I feel like the creator forgets that is this yeah fun to listen to yeah. or to watch or, or am to I play, just doing it or am I doing myself? it for yeah. just at a straight tedium like is it is it tedious is it is it frustrating you know and it's not like are you frustrated because the character is so well acted that he's pissing you off? Yeah. It's, it's more like this story is just nonsense. And it's like, it's somebody who was like on drugs and went like, I'm just going to make the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. And I feel like we, there's a lot of that even in old music too, where I love old rock and roll, but sometimes I listen to stuff and I go, this is only entertaining to somebody who is high on acid. Yeah. And I said, it's not entertaining to anybody else. And I said, you have to be, high on acid to appreciate this part of the song. And I mean, that's it. And that's it. Like that's the only person it appeals to. And I mean, it, and it's like, I feel like there's just sometimes where the creator forgot that they're also making this so other people can enjoy it. Yeah, seriously. You know? And yeah. I mean, I guess if you're making something for you, then why is it out in the, in the world? Yeah, you know, yeah. like if you're only making it for you and you only, then why are you giving other people the opportunity to view it or listen to it or what, you know? Yeah. So I just feel like there's a, there's always that fine line where somebody goes, all right, this is strange, but it's, it's just strange enough. Yeah. Or where it's a point of your own. I don't, I can't watch this movie yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it, yeah. it goes from, creativity to absurdity right that's, that's, that, that's perfect yeah that. um but yeah no there's a there's i haven't i don't i feel like i haven't watched any like off the top of my head i don't think i'm not i can't like picture right now of any like major like 
independent films that I've watched recently. I feel like I've seen a lot of mainstream mainstream stuff yeah. recently. So, um, but I've been I've been going to the the movies more often. Yeah. But um, what's what did I just, besides Guardians? There was God. I feel like I just went not that long ago. I think I saw Beauty and the Beast or something. That was uh, what, yeah. That's what it was. Which I didn't. Uh, speaking of uh, Harry Potter characters, though, that's uh, it's kind of funny to see the dynamic of. Like where Daniel Radcliffe, like the type of stuff that he's doing now, opposed to Emma Watson, yeah, where she's actually becoming, I would say, like a proper movie star, yeah, where he's still kind of doing a lot of indie films and stuff like that. But then the other dude, Rupert Grint, the redheaded kid, yeah, uh, he's not doing like he's doing just random weird shit like that. He disappeared. Yeah, he. I think he was just in a series recently or something. But wow. And then, um, have you ever seen the TV show The Flash? Well, yeah, I've seen some episodes. Okay, on the most recent in the most recent season. Um, the kid who was the the blonde haired kid, uh, that was the asshole. Yeah, in the Harry Potter movies, can't remember his name right now. I want to call I him. Yeah, I, I want to call him either. Joffrey, but that's the kid <laughs> from Game of Thrones. Um, I can't remember what his name is, but uh, um, he, oh, it's Malfoy or whatever. Um, he's one of the characters on the Flash right now, and I'm like, that's really weird <laughs> to see him. Like as yeah, an adult, movie? Yeah, 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 but that's funny. Yeah, I can't watch. I'm getting to the. I'm gonna finish out this season of The Flash, and I can't watch anymore. Yeah. This the writing in the season was so horrendous terrible. that I just I was like ripping my hair out, going, "Who wrote? Who wrote this?" I was like literally like yelling at the TV because it was so poorly done. Yeah, and I was like, "I can't." Ha- the story sucks. The writing sucks. I'm just like, I'm gonna finish these last couple episodes and then I'm done. I can't go back. <laughs> I just can't do it anymore. I you know I do it like out of the fun of like a comic book show should be, you know, and for the most part they do it right. Like the flash is a, you know, but they, the CW, it's just something with that channel. It's like, everything is all about like relationship drama and stuff like that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. why is this the focus <laughs> of the show? Like, I don't understand. And it it's all, from, like, and it's really poorly story. written too. Yeah. The characters will literally say stuff like, it's like, I can't, you know, I've never loved somebody as much as I love you or something like it's the corniest, cheesiest, like, line you could everything he's like oh i can't do this without you baby like all this stuff i'm going come on i was like who <laughs> fucking garbage like it's so bad i was like That's people hilarious. don't nobody talks like that in life like no i mean some people do but you're fake as fuck so you're yeah, just, you're, yeah you're fake if you talk like that to people you're fake you're fucking fake nobody talks <laughs> like that <laughs> and so um it's just i can't i can't take any more of that writing and it's the same thing like I was watching um, the Marvel show, the um, the newest one, Iron Fist. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I thought it was terrible. It was a. Ter- I still haven't watched it. I actually fell asleep trying <sighs> to watch it. I got. I mean, I wanted to. I wanted to be. I wanted to catch up or like know all the stories so I could go into because they're going to do Defenders yeah, in August. Defend- yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to just make sure I was like caught up, but I was struggling to get through those like twelve or thirteen episodes for Iron Fist. Yeah, I was like, man, and I thought I thought Luke Cage was really boring too. I liked Darede- I like Daredevil and I liked um, Jessica Jones. Yeah, I yeah. thought those two were good, but I Luke Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I was just and they're like, doing the Punisher one too, right? Yeah, but that's not going to be part of the Defenders. Yeah, it's just like just an, independent. an independent one, and that might be fun. That might be entertaining. I don't know, but yeah. Um, but yeah, with the with Defenders, I just kind of wanted to be like acquainted with everybody's stories. But yeah. man, Iron Fist was like a struggle. The preview to the new Defenders looks cool, though. I oh yeah, like no, that. it looked yeah, it looked cool. Yeah. But again, I was like. I guess I get to a point of watching where where you watch like Marvel movies and everybody's like in their costumes and they're doing their superhero thing and then I'm watching the the Netflix stuff and they're like oh here's Daredevil but he's running around in his business suit punching people and I'm like yeah. I was like there's a reason why the Marvel films are so successful it's because they're 
pretty close and mostly true to what the comic books did. Yeah. And the reason why the comic books are successful because they're cool, interesting characters with fun costumes and interesting villains and all that stuff. And the movies have transferred that to like a, a, a similar extent. Yeah. And I feel like the move, like the, the, the shows on Netflix while trying to take a little more of a realistic approach, I feel like they're sort of forgetting about why those movies and this, all the stuff is so successful. Yeah. So I feel like they just like, once you put daredevil in his costume, like the second season of daredevil where he's in the costume, the entire show. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, he, it looks awesome. He looked good and he was kicking people's ass and it wasn't, it, it, you kind of have to step away from the, it's a suspension of disbelief, right? Yeah, like yeah. you, okay. It's a, co- a man in a costume fighting bad guys. Yeah. Ninjas and shit like that. You yeah. know, you just kind of have to say, this is something that would happen. And that is my biggest issue with like in, in iron fist, there's parts where the guy goes, Oh, well I'm the legendary iron fist and my fist can glow and it can do it. And people, who okay now if you take in the context of the of the show it exists within the marvel universe right so in the marvel universe aliens have attacked there's a man who can turn into a giant green monster there's a man with a metal suit of armor there's a norse god with the fucking hammer yeah and there's like people that can do all this incredible shit right and and it exists within the mindset of that place and then there's a guy who's standing there going, I can make my fist glow and punch through walls. And they go, that's impossible. And I'm like, (laughs) no, it's not. No, it's fucking not. When you live in the world where there's aliens that have came from fucking space and attacked you, no, it's not. (laughs) And it's like, they always, and and the writers are writing that. Like going, oh my God, that's that's not true. You could never, you couldn't have powers. I'm like, why? Everybody else on the fucking planet does? Like, what the hell? Like, whoever the writing that's where the writing just start where i start to lose it because it's like the writers are going trying to like write it for the the whole like dramatic purpose but i'm like your dramatic person like the whole purpose behind it's ruined yeah fucking 10 movies ago (laughs) and it's been a decade like since they started producing these marvel movies that's crazy yeah seriously been that long yeah iron man was what um two what was it two whoa god what was it 2008 probably yeah Yeah. so it was like iron man the first iron man was like 2008 so you're looking at like almost 10 they've had like 14 films and almost 10 years worth of stuff yeah and you're going and there's writers sitting there like oh yeah nope there's no way you have powers (laughs) give me a fucking break man (laughs) it's just it's so stupid and i mean like it's already stupid right just to the fact that there's a man in a costume running around fighting people but then when the writers try to pretend like that's stupid I'm like, no, it's you're already in the level of you're already in the level of stupid. You just have to accept it now. Like you have to you have to go with the you have to go with the flow on this one. Seriously. It's just I don't it blows me away with the some of the writing staff and I'm like Ugh. and they almost they just like narrowly avoided another writer strike. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. I was yeah. I was actually living in LA when the first one happened mm-hmm. and I was trying to actually get like work mm. worst time <laughs> worst, worst possible time to try and get work because there yeah. was a writer strike and nothing was going on i was like oh man this is a horrible time to be here That's it was just by chance there's no way for me to know but yeah it, it yeah happened. exactly yeah, yeah. it's like well this is bad <laughs> short short-lived time in la um yeah but there's a there's a lot of stuff that uh you watch the mighty boosh right yeah, yeah. okay you know julian barat the guy that was uh howard moon there's a movie that just popped up on Netflix, and I can't remember the name of it, but he's the star of it. And oh, I'm like, awesome. I, I just oh, added totally it to my list. It, like, yeah. it looks like it's going to be stupid because it, it's like the synopsis was that he was an 80s 
either movie star or or TV star that had a bionic eye, like anything. But he like now he he like now he thinks that he's he's like a he's all washed up, but he's trying to like recapture the the magic or something. I don't know. Awesome, it sounds dude. really like it's gonna be stupid as hell, but it'd no, be funny. I totally watch it. Yeah, 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 that's awesome. Yeah. I just added it to the key last night, but that's yeah. That's now great. I have to find that. Yeah. Um. Right on. Well, then, um, do you want to? We kind of jumped to film, but we should. There's a couple of different music things too. Yeah, for we should. Sure. We can do the music, and then maybe I don't know, close it out. I guess. But yeah. we want to get another beer, and then yeah, let's we'll get another go beer. There. And All right, close cool. it out. All right, sounds good. All right, back again, and uh, now we've poured motor oil into our glasses. Yep. The uh, <laughs> Lost Abbey Track Ten. Looks. It looks uh, like barrel aged yeah. with cocoa and coffee, and it looks like uh, smells so boozy. Looks like my plans are changing for the rest of the day. <laughs> That's what it looks like. We've got another uh, a little bit of a session ahead of us, I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it smells oh, yeah. smells super strong, but let's see the so good. It's such a like light cocoa finish, man. Oh yeah, I can definitely. Well, I definitely get the booze on that one though. I know, but for being thirteen percent, no, no. Yeah, I mean, that's... definitely they've definitely done a good job with it. I mean, Lost Abbey usually does, but yeah. Ooh, and then I finally have the coffee at the end. Oh yeah, oh that's like a bitter. It's like the bitter, lingering, like kind of finish Ooh, that tastes yummy. like you just had a sip of coffee. You know, I actually gave up coffee. That's actually one of the oh, newest really? things I've done, and that was a huge help. Uh, but I never do thought you, I'd be able to. Do you think so? With with not having coffee, do you do you like feel better? I feel like yeah, Phil definitely left less less anxious, and I've actually feel like I'm sleeping normal. And you think is did you think that's mainly due to the caffeine? Well, I was drinking like eight cups of coffee a day. Oh shit! More. Okay, yeah, I almost never, I was drinking an obnoxious amount. Of I never I never drink. Co- so I, I actually I almost never drink coffee. So when I do drink coffee now, it's like a cup a day, and um, it's like decaf. Oh, okay. So for so me you, to go from like you you're really going I went for from the, like going the flavor like, aspect. Like from being a huge crackhead to like, oh, now I just smoke <laughs> cigarettes. You know what I mean? That's pretty much what I went to. Eric Clapton, yeah. yeah. So, but so getting that the coffee in this beer, yeah, that tasted pretty delicious. Mm. Yeah, it's um, that's a sipper. That's good. That's I, nice. I like it. No, it's man, good. That's, that's a good. That's a good one to awesome. to close out on. Yeah, actually, what a good close out. Um, man, whew, yeah. But I guess what was it? It said thirteen point five percent, right? Yeah. And I've had it for a few months. So. No, and that's good too. Just kind of let it age a little bit. Um, Damn, that's good. Yeah. yeah, you brought over that. Yeah, the other one that we probably won't have on air, but well, that uh, probably that dragon's milk. That sounds like it'd probably be pretty. I've tasty. had that one for like eight, seven, eight months. That sounds that's good. Originally like eleven percent, so yeah, it'll yeah. probably go up. And that's that's a good bourbon. Nice bourbon stout. Yeah, I, I mean like the really the, like the one the good. dragon's milk that you brought over before, that one I liked. I thought was pretty good flavor. Yeah, so yeah, so, yeah it's it a great beer. Pretty tasty. Yeah. Um. All right, well then, um, kind of chatted about movies a little bit. The only other thing that I was gonna say for film is that I'm actually really excited to go see the new Alien movie. I, yeah, I, I mean, I love both I, Alien and Prometheus right now. They look so fucking good, dude. That's I, crazy. I, so I know I'm, I'm kind of like in the minority, but I actually really like Prometheus, yeah. even though the story itself had a lot of problems. Yeah, like there's a lot of holes, but that movie is like amazing to look at. I love the concept of the engineers who have like created uh life you yeah. know essentially yeah. and then and then also kind of turn around and say like uh we made a mistake we weren't supposed to make this so yeah. we're going to like destroy it all and in the process it creates like a new species you know it's like yeah. it's kind of an interesting like you know it's like a weird little domino effect that these like 
godlike people are, you know, kind of making huge mistakes yeah. left and right. Yeah, yeah. I like that aspect of it. I like this weird, like, flawed thing about these this like superior alien race, you know? Um, but I'm really stoked to see them kind of finish or at least kind of tell more of that story because there is a part in the new movie where they talk about where the characters from the, from Prometheus went. So alien covenant, alien covenant is going to cover a lot of that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited to see the more of that Prometheus stuff. And then also, you know, they're jumping back into like getting the xenomorphs and all the aliens. I mean, those, those movies are, are fun always like any alien movie, even the worst one, which I consider three to be the very worst of them all, yeah. is still you can it's still watchable. Yeah. It's not a gr- great movie by any means, but you can turn it on on a, like a Saturday afternoon and just sit there and be like, "This movie's so stupid," <laughs> you know. But you you know, it's still you can get through it and watch it. And then, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just I like the Alien series altogether. I liked Alien and Predator, but when they brought Alien and Predator together in movies, those were not good. <laughs> yeah, they tried way too hard for that. Yeah. Those are pretty awful. Those are really bad. Yeah. There was only one part I thought was funny out of those those movies, and I don't remember if it was the first one or the second one, but there's two stoner characters. Like, you know the directors or the writers were having too much fun with the with the movie because they just knew that it was like a joke or something. Yeah. But there was two stoner guys that were like they're like, oh shit, like oh, that guy's gnarly, blah blah blah. You know, like being total fucking idiots. And then all of a sudden I think the predator just used like the gun on his shoulder and like blew their heads up. Like just because <laughs> their like their heads explode. I'm like, yeah. that's fucking funny. Like I was like, that shit's pretty hilarious. But those movies are pretty pretty damn yeah, terrible. They're pretty bad. Um I actually watched both too. Like there's this one and two. I, I don't know what the hell. <laughs> You know what's funny? The other day we we were in that night we were in Hamilton's. We yeah. Dirty Grandpa was on on one of the TVs, and we'd never we'd never seen it. Heard it was terrible. You know, it got really bad reviews. But the other night we were like looking for something to watch, couldn't figure anything. Out. I was like, "Fuck it, let's watch that Dirty Grandpa." <laughs> that movie was pretty bad. Yeah. The one thing I realized, like, out of the writers, whoever the writers were, hate fucking they hate Florida. Like they hate it with a passion and they were All doing they it. Make fun of it. They were making fun of it in like the, the one, the, like the weirdest way. Like there was a guy who was like a, like known drug dealer and he gets arrested and he's with Zach Efron in jail and Zach Efron's there like for a, a, some type of, but I can't remember what he got busted for drugs yeah. or something. And he's in there and the other drug dealer gets put in. And he was like, all right guys, like I'm ready to go. And the cops are being really mean to Zac Efron. And then this guy who they know is a drug dealer. They're like, Oh, okay, man, you're a good guy. And they open up the gate. They let him out. And he goes, and he goes, Hey man, I really need to get back to the store. But those drugs that I had, I'm going to need those back. And then they just go, Oh, here you go, man. And they toss, <laughs> they toss in the bag of drugs and he leaves. And then, um, and then near the end of the like near the end of the movie, there's a part where he there's like he he needs a getting a his bus or van broke down, and he goes, guys, I really he's talking to the cops, these same two idiot cops, yeah. and he goes, I really need to get back, and he's like, can I just you know take the car, like, and he goes, yeah, just take our patrol car, it's fine, <laughs> you're a good guy, like all this stuff, and he's like drug dealer like sells the kids like complete like awfully like an awful person right yeah, yeah. but they just go you're fine and like take our car go ahead like i was like whoever ri- is writing this movie fucking hates people in florida <laughs> i was like because it's all it was florida police it was yeah. like everything about florida completely because i think there was like they were in daytona or something That's awesome. yeah and they were just it was ripping on them i was like that was the only funny part and it was like it was done in a like not subtle, but not so subtle way. It was like yeah, if you yeah. if you're paying attention, you go like the writers really fucking hate people. They in Florida. Hate, yeah, yeah, and that was like it probably for political motivations most likely. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but it was it was, that was like the only funny part. But the rest of the movie was pretty terrible. Yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. I guess Rob, the only thing you, you realize is Robert De Niro is still in pretty good shape for being a dude that's like in his 70s. I know, yeah, yeah. He's a badass, dude. He was, they, like this one part where he's on stage, he's doing like one-handed push-ups and stuff, and I was like, oh, right on. <laughs> <laughs> he's still a badass. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, what have uh, what you been listening to anything new lately? Um, you know, I, yeah, no, I always listen to new music, but uh, of course, for people who have listened to this before, I listen to a shit ton of hip-hop. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of what's the new right now? I feel like there's a lot of really great hip hop, man. So actually, I want I guess I'll ask you a buddy of mine. Um, he is a big fan of Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, I have yet to hear something from Kendrick Lamar that I like. So and, this is what I'll say about Kendrick Lamar and why he's popular is because people think that he's like doing insane stuff that like oh like he's he's being political by calling uh, Trump a chump like. There's so many other rappers uh, okay. out there that are doing what he's doing, but right. he's just like the mainstream version of of he's the mainstream version of like what a lot of underground rappers and like lower like independent rappers have been doing insane for a while. So I, I mean, mean it, he's popular for I feel that. like if people want to listen to proper like political songs, they should just listen to shit from the sixties. Yeah, listen, no, listen to Dylan totally. or Creedence Clearwater yeah, or something yeah. like you know. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't know, man. Just a lot of stuff. I can't even like. I just found. I keep finding new bands. There's like a band. And a little like, legit, I think the most impressive what I found lately is like just really talented musicians. So like I mentioned to you like last week, like phony people are just like these Brooklyn-based musicians. Oh yeah, you mentioned and, that. And it's all these. It's like five black dudes, but like one raps, one sings. They all play live instruments. Like, that sounds. You know what? So I, I forgot that you mentioned that because we were. Yeah. It was kind of later that night when we were, we had already been drinking. But yeah, I yeah. wanted to look them up just so, so yeah. No, and so their music's really really good. It's a mixture of like hip-hop r&b like soul stuff and okay and there's another band i just found called uh sidewalk chalk and they're based out of chicago okay same thing live band they have a couple female vocalists they have a couple guys that rap mm. but it's all live music and even the two albums they've come out with are like live recordings of albums okay which is impressive because they sound really really good and i mean you got to be pretty ballsy to put out a live album and so yeah, i'm not a big fan of live i mean i, th- I think we've probably talked about this before but yeah. i appreciate i i really do like the listen to the studio version of a song mm. because i feel like that's like the true the tr- the way that the artist wants it to sound yeah. opposed to how they play it on stage which is yeah. usually different yeah, which exactly. i mean sometimes you can hear a live version of a song and you love it and then you hear the studio version and you're like ah, not as much yeah like yeah. i mean or you know back and forth like vice versa you know yeah, yeah but yeah i mean um i mean that's that's cool but i i do prefer like the studio track because you know like with the audience and stuff i feel like i get taken out of uh, when I listen to live albums, I feel like when I'm hearing the audience and a bunch of the shit going on, I feel like I get taken out Takes of away from, it. from listening to the song itself. Yeah, where yeah. on a studio track, I'm listening to that song. The only there's no distraction. I'm listening to every little piece that they've you know that they're implementing in yeah. the track. So yeah, and then, then I've just a couple of female like rappers like uh, Ivy Soul, and then on Monday, uh, Brother Ali is a rapper I really like. He's playing here in San Diego, so we're going to see him. Oh, nice! And he has a person opening up for him. Her name's the. Uh, saw rock and she's good okay yeah s-a-dash-r-o-c and she's again like i feel like right now especially just with everything going on for whatever reason not for whatever reason it always happens anytime there's like political turmoil you get a lot of really good good talented artists that come out and make good music and right now like hip-hop especially if you like dive into it it's a shit ton of great artists shit yeah. ton of great music right now i read it it's it's cool little actually little segue but i read an interesting review or interview with um damon al uh, I can never say Albert. his Alburn. Yeah, that's what I, I, say. I always fuck it's, up his last uh, name, no. uh, Alburn or Alburn yeah. or whatever. But anyways, um, I read an interview with him, and he said that 
when they were writing the new Gorillaz album that everything was like very politically charged and, and driven, but he said that any actual reference to Trump was edited out of the out of this album. Oh, wow. And he goes, I didn't want to detract from the album that we were making. And he yeah. goes, I feel like there's a lot of political statements and things said in the album already, yeah. and I didn't want Trump to get any more popularity or yeah, any more. Yeah, exactly. He goes, I didn't want any more fame to go to his name. So he goes, I took his name out of it completely. So any actual reference as the word, the name Trump was, out. was completely out. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's really interesting because that's cool that they're like, they keep the political aspect in, but they just took away his name. So, yeah, yeah. and I, th- I, I can, I respect what he was saying about that, you know, yeah. but there are funny, there's a couple songs I was listening to where there's these little, like electronic little, little edits and stuff. And I was yeah. going, and after hearing him say, I was like, that was probably a Trump thing. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, instead of just something. cutting yeah. it, cutting the vocal he just added in a little like effects Musics, and stuff yeah, to yeah. go over that over that vocal line so that's i was like awesome. oh that's kind of it's clever and cool like it's, it's a smart way to go about yeah. like the editing process you know do you think it's the last gorillas album i don't know um it's a very to me uh did you ever get to listen to the whole thing i've listened to like half of it okay i haven't listened to the entire thing yeah it's a very when in comparison to other gorillas albums this one's i would say very different yeah, then they're it, it's pre- way different. From it seems else, yeah. like almost, um, very. It seems very modern to yeah. me. Like it almost seems like it's it's too modern. Like it's a. I feel like a little bit of the gorillas flair has been lost. Just yeah. just to a to a certain extent because if you listen to Plastic Beach or you listen to Demon Days, there's a very kind of unique thing going on and it was always a fusion of music yeah. right like rock and pop and hip-hop and reggae and things yeah. like that but for some reason i feel like i noticed damon is is his presence is not as prominent yeah like i feel like he's probably playing instruments he on. definitely did a lot of special like it was yeah. all guests but yeah. i feel like there was a lot almost every every track was a guest and almost every track was there was a lot like he was just not very much there yeah you know and i feel like they're probably working on all the instrumentation stuff but he like vocally he wasn't a big part of a lot of there's like only i think one song where he's like the main vocal yeah that i could think of off the top of my head but yeah. and it's not it's not like they're they're none of i I think there's only one song that i don't like and that's the one with grace jones mm-hmm. because i don't think grace jones has ever been uh she's like a she's almost like a slam poet, right? Like yeah, yeah. Grace Jones is the, one of the weirdest people in the world. Like used to do like was in James Bond, yeah, but exactly. also yeah, just yeah. like actress slash musician. But she's kind of in the vein of like Yoko Ono or something like yeah. where it's like, you know who she is, but do you don't want to listen to her, yeah. you know? <laughs> and the, in the song with, and with Grace Jones, I can't, I don't like it. I don't, I can't <laughs> stand it. So, um, but the rest of the, the, the album is, I think it's really well done. It's really entertaining. It's like a really solid album, but I just feel like it had less of the gorillas flair to it. Yeah. That previous albums have had. Um, but again, I do, I do enjoy it. Um, I don't know if, I, I'm kind of hoping that that's not their last one. Yeah. I'm hoping that they don't take another seven years to do an album too. Yeah, see, I'm hoping, <coughs> excuse me. I'm hoping that it happens sooner than later. Yeah. Like I hope that they kind of get back into it. Yeah. The one album that I don't own by the gorillas, which I heard is really good, but it's also really mellow. is called the fall. Um, that one's, they recorded it post plastic beach, but he recorded it on an iPad while they were on tour. So like, Wow, on yeah. the bus pretty much they were recording this album yeah. and i guess it's mostly damon and it's like way mellow and chill cool. so i wanted to download that one just to kind of get a, you know that's the only album i haven't Listen heard of theirs different. Yeah, yeah. yeah 
but yeah, I know they do a bunch of like remix stuff and things like that. I don't really care about remixes. Yeah, exactly. nothing, yeah, that, 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 that stuff doesn't appeal to me. I don't like that either. Yeah. Yeah. But no, Gorillaz has been a big that that's been the that one I've been listening to quite a bit. Um and then you know the other night we were watching some stuff too, but I, I recently just um wa or I found um that the two different groups. Um one uh Hot Cosby recommended was Anderson Pock yeah. or Pack or whatever. Yeah. That guy's pretty cool. Like I've listened to the album a couple times now. It's like got a very like d'angelo-esque kind yeah, of yeah. vibe to it which was which was fun i actually heard him funny enough he there's i was listening to some of the, like the lyrics like and he actually mentions oxnard like yeah. he, he meant he mentions a place i think it was in i can't remember the name of it but it was he mentioned something in oxnard i was like oh shit yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> the fact that he came Oxnard's came from there is, is yeah, pretty yeah, funny yeah, that's so fucking weird um and so then <laughs> yeah and then the other one was tank in the bangers yeah tank and, and bangers yeah. yeah and they i i've been listening to some of their stuff like i listen i bought their first album and then i bought their new single yeah that they have but i like them a lot i've been seeing a lot of their videos and stuff like coming on online so yeah. it seems like they're getting big and blown up from just they're like talented yeah man. they're really they're yeah. super talented both so both groups yeah. are are talented but like the songs that are it's always funny when you hear a, like a hit like for the anderson pock album the that song the song come down yeah is like the single um it's really catchy like with the bass line and the and, but the lyrics are stupid yeah, yeah lyrics are stupid but the song itself is really cool it reminds me of like james brown yeah like yeah. the the style of it where he's kind of like kind of yelling over the track a little yeah, bit and he's yeah. like it's slightly rappy but it's not it's just kind of he just got, makes he got good. really good producers for that album too because dj high tech who okay. done some awesome stuff with like talib Kweli, like uh reflection eternal and like so he he produced that song that oh, come down and okay and he has like ninth wonder on that album who's produced like a lot of great shit like he has he's he's a talented dude so a lot of people are working with him that's cool yeah yeah, um yeah really i mean i stuff. just i it's all this stuff's new to me so i'm just like kind of listening to it on at my leisure and just yeah. kind of enjoying it for what it is you know yeah, but yeah, exactly i think uh i th- the i'm assuming the career for tank and the bangas is going to be pretty Pretty yeah, they'll probably they'll probably blow up pretty quick. I think though. they're gonna get. I mean, if they haven't been signed to an indie already, most likely they'll be getting. They some, be. They'll probably get shopped around for probably bigger labels. Yeah, it's just the right. It, that music is the right kind of thing. It's got like there's soul and there's like it's funk and hip hop and it's like a whole bunch of it's just a fusion and that shit would blow. I mean, that shit would blow up right now. Yeah, like, it's just a good exactly. it's, and, it's a good time for and it. And again, like they have live live instruments, dude. Played fucking sax. Yeah, drums. Yeah, bass. Like they the horn section. Like, yeah, I feel like that's like the new level of hip hop right now. When you really find it, it's like it's like live bands, people playing live shit. Well, I know that George. So I mean, there was good. one point in interview that said like I think it was. It was somebody was they were interviewing George Clinton and George Clinton was saying that like hip hop is like our modern day funk music. Yeah. Like he goes, that is the closest we have to like proper funk anymore. So he's like, that's where we need to like where we got to, you know, bring that into the world. And it's like, yeah, these days it's it like hip hop is becoming a fusion of just not it's not just straight rap. It's yeah. like there's melodies, there's actual instrumentation. Not not everything is just a straight beat, you yeah, know, exactly. like there's instrumentation, like sampling is and is um as popular as it used to be like i mean it still happens a lot but it's yeah. not there's a lot of like live instrumentation that happens too yeah which is really funny did you watch the get down the... I, you know, I never watched it oh no, really I never okay watched so it, yeah. i thought the first part was a little slow the second part was like it gets right into it yeah but the whole thing was one of their one of their like in the series they're talking about how there's this lady that wants to hire the dudes that are part of the get down like the or the group their group or whatever mm-hmm. and he um 
what the, I don't think they're called. They're not called the Get Down, but they're I can't remember what they're they're called the Get Down Brothers. That's yeah. What it is. Um, and they want she wants to make, have them make an album, but they're gonna take the the turntables out and they're gonna put in a live band. Uh, and the yeah. whole thing is like because it's supposed to be the evolution of hip hop, right? Yeah, like yeah. how everything started. And um, th- at the very end of the series, they were like, uh, they do a little like historical note and say the Sugar Hill Gang is the first prominent rap single with. Um, uh, of course, I'm going to blank on it. Um, Rapper's Delight. Yeah, Rapper's Delight. Uh, they, they say, like, it says, Rapper Delight, Rapper's Delight was the first mainstream hit single, like, hit hip-hop single, and it says, and it was recorded with a live band. Like, you know, and I was yeah, like, that's funny because yeah. they made a big point of that, like, in the... But it was like, it's cool. Like, you get to see, like, the... Even though the story is, is mo- pretty much fictional, yeah. it's cool to see where they built it from because they, in the in the, in the the movie, or, like, the show, they have, like, Grandmaster Flash yeah. and, like, other people that were, you know, showing the these guys. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see that little, like, history but the the show is beautifully shot and it's like it's it looks great and apparently it was really expensive to develop it was like really? one of the one of the most expensive tv shows yeah what i didn't fuck? i didn't That's know that crazy. but i mean the way they do it is really interesting like they'll transition from scenes of of the city and then it, everything's like grainy like 1970s like 60s kind of look like film quality yeah, yeah. but then as soon as it transfers into the show like it goes out and everything's cl- like crystal clear and like hd and stuff like that so it's like the scenes transitions are really cool but the the show was in two parts and i don't know if they'll ever it seemed like they completed the story, but I guess there's always possibility for growth. But yeah, yeah. I mean, or they could do more, uh, I guess. But um, it was it was a neat, it was a cool, it was a cool show though. But it's nice to see kind of like that, the way they talk about hip hop. That's and awesome, how, yeah, man. Yeah. Now I'll have to check it out. I'll check it. out. I'll put that on my list, man. Yeah, shit to catch up on. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's there's really, a, really cool. It's there's a, there's so much stuff. I mean, that's the thing I noticed too is like there's so much stuff that I would love to be watching and trying and checking out and like listening to. I'm like. I got to figure out like time in the day. Like even now, just like getting, when I buy a new album for music or something, I'm like, I I'm glad that I do a lot of driving because I get to actually put that music in and like drive with it and just listen to it on a, on a daily, but where I'm like, well, I don't know how people can make the time for themselves to sit down and you know, how many free hours in a day do we actually have to like do this or do that or whatever. So I'm like, Shit, yeah, just listen. Some day, there's some days where I get home and I'm like, oh, I want to turn that thing on. I'm like, no, wait, no, I probably should just turn on music and listen to music. Like if I'm gonna like cook or whatever, yeah, yeah. I'm like maybe I should just turn on music instead and then listen to some music that I need to catch up on. Yeah, you know, buying albums and shit like that. But, yeah, yeah. <sighs> pretty yeah. much what I do. Any free time I have or like in between, I'm always listening to music. Always, always, always. Yeah, I feel like I, I kind of. I go through phases, you know, yeah. where like sometimes I, I, I listen to music pretty much constantly, but I feel like there's days I felt like for a while, like I was listening to podcasts and I was, that oh, was yeah, all yeah. I was doing. Yeah. And then I was like, man, I really want to listen to some music. I haven't listened to music in I feels like three weeks. Yeah. It probably wasn't that long, but that's like what it felt like. Yeah, I'm going yeah. like, holy shit. You know, turn on music. You're like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> that's the way to do it, dude. Yep. Oh, man. Right on. Well, um, you have any, uh, any, so what's, what's, uh, what's going on with you? Uh, coming up, you got anything anything cool happening, or are you just? Uh, um, I mean, not, not you got really, man. School's just, coming back, right? Yeah, back you, in yeah. school uh, officially this week, and then doing my big little thing, and uh, that's it, man. Busy summer, I'm, right on. I'm supposing, yeah. I feel like it's going by fucking fast this year. Yeah, dude. This yeah, this year is getting. Year's well, I realize we're almost like already halfway, and I'm like going, oh fuck, it's like, like, next month. How dude, the this hell? month's already going by fast. Yeah, so. I was like, how the hell did that happen? It's a trip. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Shit's just going by fast. How about you? Yeah, same thing. I mean, we're, you know, um, there's a lot of transitions going on in the in the work world, so yeah, I'm yeah. going to see how that all pans out. But uh, 
we're just kind of taking it day by day. And then um, I'm taking, I'm going to take a week off. No matter what happens, I'm going to take a week off in August. Nice. So whether it means, but I want to go to Vegas, but I don't know if that's happened. I mean, I want to go to Vegas some at some point this year, but that's kind of like my trip away. So I want to go take like four days in Vegas and, Every time I say that, people go, oh, shit, four days in Vegas. I'm like, I don't blackout drink like every day. Like, I drink every day, yeah. but I also lay by the pool, and I swim, and I'm like, hang out and drink cocktails and shit and enjoy exactly. myself. Yeah. I don't, mm-hmm. like, go rage. <laughs> I know, yeah. I actually vowed to not gamble this time, too. I want to, I just, I mean, yeah, sometimes I walk away with some money and there's, I would say majority of the time I don't. Yeah. So I'm like, why don't I just save it for booze instead? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I really, you know where your money's going. I know. I'm just going to go spend it on alcohol where I know that's going to go right into my body. And I'm like, I'm happy with that. But I just really want to go where the weather is nice. I want to go to the pool, maybe go see a show, like whatever the fuck, you know, and just enjoy myself and just hang out for like four days and not stress and just. I'm gonna leave all my work shit here. Nice, yeah, that's yeah. I'm not. It, I'm man. not taking it away because I always take it with me, and I'm like literally logging off this time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just walking away, and I'm not. I'm not taking any shit with me. So how to do it? You yep. got. You got to detach yourself. Yep. But uh, uh, yeah. So that's. I'm hoping that'll be coming, but that should be like late August, I think. So I'm. I'm pretty excited about that. But beyond that, it's just kind of gonna be trucking through the summer, and and hopefully it's not too fucking hot here this year. Uh, it was last two years have been pretty brutal. So yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm but expecting we're, we're getting more normal ish weather this year though. It's yeah. like, we're actually having like a, a real spring and know, yeah, we had a real winter. Like, I think that those things are, I feel like we got traditional weather this time. So those are good signs. We have like 75, 80 degree days every day. Like that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but when you get up into the nineties, it's, it's where it really starts to hurt. So yeah, it sucks. It totally sucks. Yeah. But yeah, cool, man. man. Well, um, it's good to have you back. Yeah, and, uh, I guess we'll. Uh, I don't know when the next episode will be, but we will definitely catch you we'll again. Plan it again. Yeah, and I'll try to make sure we, you know, we we have it sooner than uh, sooner than later. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll thanks for again, thanks for tuning in to uh, everything all the time, and um, you can check out all of this stuff on rclvoice.com. You can email us at eattpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, and yeah, that's where you get all the news and information. Yeah. Uh, I post on. And I post on Twitter and the Facebook page and stuff like that for all this stuff, too. So you can keep in touch. I think this episode should be called uh, Josh the Rapist. (laughs) (laughs) I think so, too, actually. Uh, But, yeah, I'm really just going to treat this as, like, the one-year anniversary because we're we're getting – we're, like, right there. It's, like, it's almost – I'd say we do it. Yeah. yeah. One-year anniversary. (laughs) Fair enough. Right Right on. Well, again, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Cool. In adult shops everywhere, it's Star Wars Action Toys. Star Wars Action Toys. Get the Yoda Action Condom. Chewbacca Do-It-Yourself Home Vasectomy Kit. The R2-D2 Action Vibrator. The Darth Vader Hemorrhoid Removal Kit. The Luke Skywalker Ewok Flavored Joy Jelly. The Obi-Wan Kenobi Nipple Clamps. The Princess Leia Disposable Douche. And the Jedi Knight Inflatable Love Doll with Fully Functional Vibrating Lightsaber. Star Wars Action Toys. In adult shops everywhere. Life-size inflatable Jabba the Hutt with optional vacuum sucks sold separately. Ah!